This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Well, after decades of worsening diets and sharp increases in obesity, American habits have begun changing for the better. And the number of calories the typical American adult and the average American child consume are declining. Well, here with more on this encouraging news is Maureen Franklin. She's a registered dietitian for Upstate Medical University. Thanks for coming in, Maureen. Thanks for having me. So this is kind of shocking to me. Americans are actually eating less. Tell us more about that. That's what this is saying. So our, our thing is we are happy as dietitians that maybe the message is finally getting out to people and it's, um, you know, hitting the hitting your head and saying, hey, eat your vegetables, maybe watch what you're doing, doing these things. Um, so but it's is, encouraging. Where is this data coming from? I, I read somewhere that I guess they've been tracking They've been statistics. tracking this, yes. They've been tracking this for a long time in terms of seeing. Um, and what it, what they're doing is looking at different um, all different types of populations, not just centering on like one little um, amount and one little population. So they've been looking at lots of different things in terms of is, is a message actually coming coming across to Americans and we are saying seeing that slowly yes we're seeing a decline in this I saw that almost a nine percent decline mm-hmm. in and they said that for both adults and for and children, for children. Mm-hmm. um and um I guess are all when you said they're they're looking at all kind of groups is this cutting across all demographics As, and geographic regions yes from what I understand of this that's what they're looking at that's what they've been looking at so high low income Come, basically mm-hmm. no matter what and and I guess I noticed something that um, it said that there's it was more so in groups that had children. Li- living with them. Yes, they tended to um, focus, it did focus a little bit more on children in terms of the effects and how actually the positive benefits of, of working with children and working with the adults to help the children. Well, but how has all this impacted on, you know, you know, all that's been in the news in terms of health in the last decade, I think, at least, has been this idea of the growing rate of obesity and all the subsequent health problems that come from it, like diabetes and heart mm-hmm. conditions and all of that. So how do you think this has begun to impact, is impacting? I mean, well, I guess my concern is um, I hope it's impacting. I'd like to see it. Um, I'm, I see that there's probably more concern in terms of the diabetes population, that we're seeing the effect of that in terms of the weight, overweight, obesity factors. Um, and I know we just had a recent study coming out with Excellus that was a concern to me that we're seeing more people in central New York. Over- so a local class, study. Local study. Um, they're seeing them more overweight or obese. Uh, we're seeing that. And that is related to all the medical issues in terms of it. So when I saw this article and then I heard the other in terms of the research, I, I'm, I'm concerned. So are we seeing it? I hope so. Um, are we seeing it locally? Maybe not as well. Did you have a statistic in there, like two-thirds or something? It was um, two out of three in terms of central New Yorkers were... That's how they were classified as either overweight, overweight or, or obese. obese. Mm-hmm. That's pretty shocking. It's pretty shocking. So this isn't really truly a turning point, at least not locally, but probably for the country at large. But it sounds like it's the first time that actually it's stable. It's stable. It's yes. not continuing to increase. And there has been a little drop, especially among the youngest children I saw. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? You mentioned before that you think somehow these messages are getting through. What do you think some of the pressures are or the positive messages in terms of people consuming less calories? 
Well, I think the positive message we're trying to get to people is saying in terms of let's let's look at what's out there that you can eat and maybe not go so much in terms of the negative, like don't eat this, don't eat this, and saying eat more fruit, eat more vegetables. Um, fill up on cabbage. Fill up on, yeah. <laughs> eat that local food. And then the education, I think, that's behind it in terms of, okay, we're promoting local markets, but how do you use those local foods in terms of how do you take that? How do you teach someone to roast Brussels sprouts or winter squash when they've never ever heard of those kinds of things. Um, I think we're nor, educating them. May I also interject, nor sure. have in, in many populations or areas have had, had access to some of that fresh, those fresh fruits and vegetables. Right. And I think that's becoming a, an increasing concern and maybe more efforts are being made to make those kinds of things available through farm stands and what have you right. to some of the inner city populations, people who might not have had access who to might those not, foods. Yeah. But even showing people some, a basic thing is like I have clients who are concerned about canned goods um, well now there's a big education in terms of if you're rinsing your canned goods and you get rid of the water you're helping decrease the sodium so in terms of availability cost um, finances those are a great product so I tend to want to show clients and say there's nothing wrong with a canned product use this you can use this in your soups your stews your casseroles but so again that's an education piece because I think for a while people were scared like oh I heard they're really high in salt well they can be but you can also reduce them you can reduce the sodium so and economically wonderful product and how there. about frozen fruits frozen and vegetables same way same way I I like to educate clients in terms of because I think everyone has the fresh and I love fresh but with today's society and our fast-paced society you might buy that head of cauliflower and you don't have time to fix it so then you just look and did you just waste three or four dollars on that so why not go a big bag of frozen poly cauliflower or broccoli you can cook it. It's Boom. already prepped it's already for you. It's already prepped for you. It's already <laughs> cut. You can do it when you want it. We have microwaves. You can just do it on the stovetop. It's five, eight minutes. You've got a great And nutritionally, product. it's as nutritionally good a product. Just as sent, yeah. Oh, sometimes even better because they're taking it from the field. They're doing that flash frozen. We're getting it from the field, in the truck, here, there. When you go to the local, yes, you know. But that's where some people, it's that education in terms of, I have to have fresh. It's like, no, you can have other great products and still get your good nutrition, especially from the vegetables is what I like to promote it. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen, along with registered dietitian Maureen Franklin, and we're talking about the decline in calorie consumption for Americans today, but we're also talking about we're not so sure if that's affecting <laughs> the actual rates of obesity. Um, one other factor that seems to have made a difference is this kind of the whole notion of soft drinks. I mean, people have started, it's kind of been this anti-soda campaign yes. because I think they've looked at, at um, soft drinks as being a real source of unwanted or unnecessary or non-nutritional calories. Oh, definitely, yes. So t tell us about what you know what's going on there. Well, I think, again, the evidence in the literature is saying, it, I look at portions. It's gone from 8 ounces to 24 to 32 ounces. Supersizing. Supersizing, people not aware of that. So I think the message has got out in terms of this is an extra source of extra calories, extra sugar that do you need? No, you'd be better off eating an apple. So I think the response seems to have been from the companies, oh, we'll do a new marketing. So we'll tell people we're going with natural sugar. We're going with cane sugar. It's still sugar. It's still a carbohydrate. It's still a calorie source. So I think because of the soda companies saw the decrease in terms of their sales, now they're looking for another way or to promote that. Or they're making you know, sweetened teas or other things. That's so right. Moving it's away not from just always 
sodas. There's a lot of sweetened beverage out there that people don't think, and that's the thing. It's, it's not just fruit juice. Is it fruit punch? Is it a fruit drink? Is it a fruit beverage? The minute you hear drink, beverage, punch, you've got to know there's added sugars. It's, it's not it really juice. Right. If it's not <laughs> apple juice and you look on the label and it says 100% apple juice, you're going to have a little apple juice, and then you're probably going to have some corn syrup, and then you're going to have other added sugars. And that, I think, is the key, looking at where are those added sugars coming from, and do you need them in your diet? And some cities have actually gone as far as, I mean, I know there was a big to do about this when Bloomberg suggested it for New York City mm-hmm. to tax um, the 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 super sized drinks right. and stuff, but I think some cities have actually done that. I think California, somewhere in Berkeley, California, mm-hmm. they're actually taxing sugar sweetened yes. beverages, mm-hmm. and I think that's a brand new thing. And again, um, I look at that. I think it's important for people to be educated, and I don't think that's it's something that we should say you should never have soda. Again, I think it comes to people's choices in terms of it. Yeah. But to me, it's education piece. Do you really need that soda once in a while? Or you know, a lot of clients might be using soda three, four cans a day. So you need to look at what are you doing personally in terms of that. And again, wouldn't you rather get your nutrition from an apple or a peach or a vegetable? That's what so my the point. Bottom line here is that even though this looks good, it's it's somewhat promising news. But I don't think yes. we should we should just kind of you know feel like we're out of the yeah. out of the woods at this right. point. I think we still have to do the push. I think that education piece. I think the more people hear a positive message, that yes, things are changing. You're doing the right things instead of all the negative. And I think that's what happens. People look at it as a diet. They look at I can't have this. I can't have that. They always look at the negative. So to me, it's more. Have that. You can have that. You can have those fruits. You can have those vegetables. Okay, if you want a dessert, you can have a dessert. Let's just look at the size of it. Look at your portions, those kinds of things. How frequently. So, the whole idea is moderation. Right. But I, I The golden I agree. rule. It's, this is encouraging news. Is it that we should stop? No, never. I think we always have to keep that education piece because I think the more people hear it, the more it will sink in and hopefully it'll keep with those good changes. With all that in mind... I'm going to take a little turn to what, you know, with the school year kind of, um, we're embarking on a whole new school year. What tips might you have for the parents who are, you know, so caught up with their kids after school activities, people are running from this to that. You alluded to that earlier. We're such an on the run, you know, society. And too often dinner gets displaced by, you know, soccer practice. And uh, we're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the car Mm -hmm. on the way, or uh, or we stop at McDonald's (laughs) on the way. So what are some of your tips in a little bit of time we have? As far as how best, how can families really cope with that that kind of pressure? Well, I like families to look at what's a quick, easy meal that you can put together quickly that your family likes, all right? Um, it's all got to do with planning, all right? If you are making, thinking that you have to do this wonderful baked chicken, uh, baked potato type meal, and that doesn't fit in your schedule, then on the weekend, you cook up a lot of chicken. You do some pre-prep, so then you can say, oh, good, we can have a quick cold chicken sandwich. Boom, we're out the door. We have an apple. We got some carrot sticks. We're good to go. A crock pot now, perfect time of the weather in terms of making chili, making soups, those kinds of things. Quick, easy, go. And I think that's why people tend to go to the fast food is because it is quick and easy because they haven't done the pre-planning. You've got to do some work, but the benefit will be so great. You know, go and buy that frozen vegetables and then make up a big batch and then throw some tomatoes in and make some soup and add some hamburger and make your own hamburger soup, those kinds of things. Do quick, easy things. Don't think you have to do the gourmet. French toast. I love French toast for for dinner. French toast, applesauce. You've got a great meal. Glass of milk. 
you're good to go. And those can be portable. Some That's of the things right. you described, I mean, soup in a mug or, um, you right. know, even chili in even a mug chili. Quick, or a sandwich. Not that, you know, we, we don't want people to always eat and go, but we know that's what happens to people. So instead of grabbing that 99 cent burger, make your own chicken sandwich, make your own chicken salad sandwich and have that make a chick, make it with a wrap and wrap it up in a, in a red pepper, portable, easy to go. Um, do some quinoa, those kinds of things. So the bottom line here really is it's, it requires a little bit of forethought, but if you get into a, a habit and you plan, yes. and as you said, the weekends on a Sunday afternoon or, or even Sunday evening, mm -hmm. if you can get if you can cook up a certain amount of food right. and get your plan your meals, knowing you're going to have practice a couple of nights a That's week right. or something, and get your kids involved, find out what they like. If you're cooking something that they don't like, well, then you've just wasted your time because no one's going to eat that. So it's like, what do you like? You know, find a way to sneak in a little carrots if they don't like carrots. Put it in a stew or a soup or a casserole, or shred it up. Um, put some pumpkin right now. You can add it to soups. You can add it to chili. You're you're just in, it taking that good nutrition and sneaking it in and not letting them know sometimes but always involve your kids because the more they get involved it goes back to that whole education piece the more we get our kids involved the more they're going to get excited and the more we do education with kids they also bring it home to their parents like oh mom and dad did you know we could do this so um, there's a great site the USDA what's cooking one of my favorite sites for quick easy recipes based on the my plate you can go up and look and say I want something for stews and casseroles wonderful wonderful site we will definitely put a link to on our website to that site. That sounds really great. It's and excellent. One other point I want to make, I think, is that people need to also realize that food doesn't have to be hot or cold. It can be room temperature, okay. as long as it's safely, you right. know, it hasn't yes, been sitting out all day. <laughs> right. But so that kind of thing also mm -hmm. maybe frees you up so that you have you make chicken tenders and you may be able to serve them at room temperature right. in the car on the way on to the, the game. Way. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate your coming in. It's always a pleasure to listen to what you have, your words of wisdom, your pearls of wisdom. <laughs> Thank you. My guest has been Maureen Franklin, registered dietitian at Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's Health Link on air.